Auto Press, episode 20. Glory's second shot. <laughs> That's right. Instead of Glory's last shot, it's the second shot it, for Glory. It, it's weird for me. They were talking about uh, Phil at Bethpage yesterday on Golf Channel. I was like, you know what? I could really be rooting for Phil. Like, how he, he's a tough, tough second to me to Tiger. And today I was like, oh, wait a second. This isn't the U.S. Open. Because I'm so used to the U.S. Open being the second major that I was just like, you know what? I, I really want Phil to win the Grand Slam. And I do. Well, now you can root for Jordan Spieth to win the Grand Slam. I can. And you know what? We'll the get... career Grand Slam. Right, right. And he's, I don't know if he's got a shot at Beth Page, but I was very confused. Do you like the schedule change? I, I'm kind of digging it, to be honest. It's hard to to really feel like it's a major. You think? I mean, <clears throat> sorry. I think we will come uh, Saturday, Sunday. But right now, just just kind of thinking about it, it doesn't feel like a major is going to be in, it in just two feels days. Like this should be like the Byron Nelson or whatever yeah, would have followed yeah. that colonial. I, I think we'll, it'll definitely be one once we start watching it. But mm. I just, like, I haven't found myself watching, I have not watched Golf Central at night like I do for the Masters and the U.S. Open when come Monday night. From and all that. I just yeah. kind of leave it on and pick up everything. I haven't done that yet. I've, kind of forgotten obviously we did have game of thrones sunday night so right put me a little behind yeah and that was our intro song there um it's also game of thrones last week yeah and it just seemed appropriate to have a you know a kind of a a nice new theme song for the for the pga we've been mixing that up yeah i i have a theory about game of thrones i'm sure the audience is ready i don't think this is the last week Oh, okay, well, I think you're wrong, but... I think they're going to surprise us. Okay. Encore episode. Well... Way too much going on still. Well, let's go back to the... Uh, before we get into the PGA, let's touch on Trinity Forest to the Byron Nelson last week. Yeah. Had uh, your not-favorite person, probably nobody's favorite golfer, Sung Kang. You know, it just amazes me how quickly people forget... Well, he did just last year at the Quicken Loans. I mean, why don't you recap that real quick? Yeah, so for last people year don't, don't at the know. Quicken Loans, I, you know, off the top of my head, I, it was the final round, mm-hmm. and he's playing along Joel Damon, who is a pretty stand-up guy. He's been in the hunt a lot this year, a lot of top fifteen finishes, and they're they're paired together, and they get to a par five, and Sung Kang hits his second shot, clearly over the hazard like a pull cut kind of shot. Like way left. Way left. And the hazard's going up the whole left side of the fairway in front of the green, and he goes up and drops it like 20 yards short of the green where he had no business dropping it. So what happened? The ball crossed, say, 200 yards from the... The ball basically crossed where he started from. Yeah. And uh, Joel Damon didn't really like it, and later on Twitter, somebody had reached out to Joel Damon and was like, hey, what was going on out there on 14, maybe it was? I, I don't know what hole exactly... They're like, it looked like there was a little bit of backup. Did somebody play through you? And he goes, yeah, somebody played through us. I, Sung, He goes, Sung King cheated. <laughs> Those were his words. He goes, I argued till I was blue in the face, but there's nothing else I can do, which at the end of the day, it's Sung King's word with something like that. I mean, they didn't have it on camera. It was uh, Joel Damon arguing it as well as a shot tracker guy who was there and was like, hey, that ball did not cross. It went way over there. But Sung King... 
took a pretty favorable drop, ended up finishing third, got his card, um, locked it up, and now he's a PGA Tour winner. I mean, the I, I talked to a couple people, and clearly if I mention their names, it probably wouldn't matter. Everybody can guess it, but one of the words used was he's dirt. Um, as far as PGA Tour players go, I, I don't have too many friends out there, but one of them told me that it was dirt. He, he really wasn't appreciating what was happening. Um, we were, I was following it all day Sunday. I mean, one of the podcasts we kind of follow, the was it Back of the Range podcast? They mm-hmm. tweeted out like anybody but Kang. Yeah, <laughs> I saw crazy. that. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at. And on the, on the opposite end of it, you got Matt Every who – if you don't really follow golf real closely, you don't know too much about Matt Every, but I'm surprised he made it the fourth round. They they didn't pull him out for a piss test after three rounds or something. But uh, well, I mean, well, there were pictures of him. Uh, there was a video that that we retweeted of him punting his golf ball. Yeah. There was a video or still pictures of him in just full tomahawk like full tomahawk throw in a round that he shot 65 and Patton had sent these to me yeah and i responded to Patton. i was like is this is this like real life or did you just find these he goes no same clothes as saturday and i was like wow (laughs) i mean it's just incredible that you can be in the hunt and you're just punting golf balls and tomahawking it around but i mean he, he was wearing his heart on his sleeve it was good to see matt every in the hunt there um, I'll tell you how good of, of a talent evaluator I was in junior golf. I got paired with Matt Every multiple times. We were He was a year younger than me. and Or no, he's my age. But we were down playing in the, uh, the Rolex, and he told me that he was going to Florida. And at that time, I was going to Auburn. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, Florida had a, had a great team. They won the national championship, I think, in 2002. One or two with him? No, no. That's before we got there. But I mean, I, they were a really good team. And he said he was going to Florida, and he was going to walk on or had a like a preferred walk on. I don't think he got any scholarship. And I remember telling my parents, I was like, "Man, I was like, that kid's going to Florida." And I was like, "He will never see the lineup." Really? <laughs> <laughs> he just he was he just gets the ball in the hole. Two time, I mean, one Bay Hill, one Bay Hill twice. Back to back. In in college, he was an All American, I think, two or three years. A walk on All American. Yeah. How does that work, by the way? I mean, how Even, do you get a, how do you get a preferred walk on? Like, I don't know if he was a walk on or if he just got a spot on the team well, and no D- money. Duffner's always called a walk on. Well, because at Auburn we had, and everywhere does it different, but. Basically, Coach Griffin would have tryouts. I went through that twice. Yeah, and if you shot like the, I don't remember how it he was did miserable. It. There, he he'd, he'd set this thing so he'd have, he'd have you guys play like four or five rounds. Right. He'd get an average, then we had to beat that average in two rounds, no matter what the weather was going to be. Nothing. Yeah, it was. It was, it was. It'd be like seventy three, seventy three or something. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, you club's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. I might be able to do it if I career it out here, but slim chance. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then if you made it, you didn't get to play that fall. You could qualify and everything, but you had to 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 stay on for the spring. Griffin had it to where you had to make the lineup, and you had to be be within the top five to keep your spot for the spring. Yeah, it was the, weird. 
the all the years I was there, there were a couple kids that made it. Jimmy Brandt. Jimmy Brandt. Um, a couple other kids that didn't make it but didn't last. Brent Cooper. Made oh, Brent Cooper. That. And he ended and up he on the, the team. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But he was he was after me. Okay, he he went through the. I played with him in one of the tryouts. Yeah. So, I, but everybody does it different. But Matt Avery got a spot on the team. He didn't go through it. Okay. But now Duffner, to my knowledge, went through the tryouts. He just decided and to go to got Auburn on the went team. The tryouts. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, um, did you? Oh, okay. So the other thing, Scott Piercy. No bogeys, Zero bogeys in seventy-two holes and didn't win. Yeah, it's crazy. I I didn't realize that until Sunday. I'm watching that. And no they bogeys. Made, they made comment of that. I mean, that's insane. I think I read on Twitter somewhere Charles Howell was the last one to do it, and he finished ninth at the Greenbrier one year. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. The last person to win on tour doing it was like Trevino in the seventies. Okay, see, I saw that stat, and I thought yeah. Scott Piercy was the next person to do it since Trevino. No. It, I didn't realize Charles Howell did it and barely finished in the top he ten. He finished ninth or something. Like, I could be wrong. It was a random person on Twitter. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's – uh, but I, I cannot imagine going to 72 holes without a bogey and then not winning the tournament. It, it, yeah, you got to be kicking yourself, especially against Sun Gang. But, you, think, you think he's popular among the players at all? I mean – the press made no mention of that stuff. The whole Sun week. Kang? Yeah. I don't. Well, from what you've said, no. I don't know. It just blows my mind that that, that didn't come up any of the controversy the whole week. How do you, how does like Chantel McCabe or Amanda Balionis interview that guy with a straight face? Yeah. That's uh Gigi Swing Tips doesn't care. All his cult following. But the true golf fans, we don't forget. <laughs> that's right. We're out in force. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a lot of chatter on on Twitter on Sunday about people cheering against Sun Kang. Rightfully so. I mean, he's he, he he didn't own it at all. He had an opportunity to be like, you know what, I should not have dropped it there. That was a terrible terrible line I took, and it was. I mean, you you got multiple multiple people coming out. Joel Damon said he only signed a scorecard because if he didn't, a rules official would have signed it. Prevented the in what what do you call it? the uh, inevitable? No, so. that's interesting. the The golf course to me though, it it doesn't show well on TV. They don't do a good job of showing it. No, like every drive they hit, it's okay. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about how the green or the angle. I mean, the golf course it doesn't show well on TV, but the greens and everything else. Like, it looks like it'd be fun for the average golfer to play, to me. It looks like it, it's wide fairways and undulating yeah. greens, and you can just kind of hit it and go find it. But, the like, there was a shot on 14 or 15, and it's a par 5, and Matt Every, they hit it. The camera completely lost it, went into the – it started just kind of panning around, and then it was like, oh – He's like five feet away. That was for eagle. eagle. Had, yeah, and it was just—I don't know—you couldn't. They didn't do a. They needed like a drone overview or a view on the hole because it is wide open and it looks. You're like, right. You never felt like you knew where you were on the TV. It's like there's a bunker that's two sixty that they all fly over. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, and 
it just worked out that I'd end up getting to watch a lot of the coverage. I, I asked Claxton about I saw Claxton yesterday. So Will Claxton, Will Claxton. is yeah. uh, Stewart's former roommate, Auburn player, tour member. He's on a major medical, I guess you can call it at this point. Yes, and um, one of our ad um, listeners, Jason Lee, pointed out that Tony Romo beat him in the first in round. In the first round, yeah. He, he caught him overall. <laughs> I made a I, I responded to the Twitter originally, and I was like, Let's not forget Claxville lost to Michelle Wee. Oh, manager. that's, gosh, yeah. <laughs> My brother had me delete that tweet, by the way. Oh, that was a good one. He he was like, Michelle Wee also beat, and he listed off all these names, like Adam Scott, all these people from the Sony Open one year. Okay. So it's not like Tony Romo who hasn't beat anybody. Yeah. But I was talking to him about it, and I was like, man, what'd you think about it out there? And he goes, JP, my scores don't reflect how I was doing. He goes, I just didn't know the course. I didn't know where to hit it. I didn't know what the course was going to be like that. He he said he hit three or four shots that he thought were going to be three feet. And he got up there, and they were like 45 feet or in the back of the green. And if he had just known where to hit it with the green complexes, he would have been a little bit better. I could see that. So that was a little, that was a little strange to me. I mean, definitely. But another thing, I mean, the, the wave was big. You had a bunch of people from the first wave – um, playing morning and then late seemed to be in the hunt. Matt Every beat that idea, but a lot of guys seem to kind of uh, be from the same tee times. How much of an impact does that make overall in a season, you think? I think over a year it, it evens, out. evens out. And if you keep track of things like that, drive yourself crazy. I mean – there are people out there that think they always get the bad wave. Yeah. Like Lee Williams. Oh, he, he, he always, like that. always the worst wave. Hmm. Always. But I, I just think, I think you drive yourself crazy. If you, if you look at that, just, um, you know, like somebody told me they were looking at, um, like Brendan's earnings from the, Wells Fargo and like, well, if it one more shot, it would have been one more shot better and it would have been this. I'm like, yeah, but one more shot worse and it would have been this. Right. Like, you will drive yourself crazy if you look at one shot that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is just one shot better. I mean, it is what it is. Duffner that year at the the players, you remember he missed a short putt on 18? Mm-hmm. Maybe last year and it cost him like $200,000. Yeah, I yeah, asked him yeah. about it and he was like, I mean, I didn't have that money. It, <laughs> I happened to miss a putt on the last you asked hole. About that at that alumni event? <laughs> no. How'd you ask Duffner this? No, I saw somebody asked him. Oh. I didn't ask him. I saw he was oh. responding to I was somebody. Like, I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't ask him. Interesting question to roll up to Duffner with. Hey, man, remember that putt you missed? It it cost you two hundred twenty-five thousand. What'd you think? No, no, no. His, Some his double on eighteen at Wells Fargo cost him one hundred and fifty. I mean, that's going to happen, but you drive yeah. yourself crazy. How many times do they birdie the last hole? Right, and save 75 grand. Right. I mean, yeah. But you're supposed to make birdie. That's their argument. No, I was supposed to do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like when, when people are saying, I missed so many putts. Well, how about the 25-footer you made? Ah, that's supposed to happen. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good logic. I don't know. All well, right. Enough with the Byron Nelson. You ready to move on to PGA? Yeah, big week. Going to your home state. Yep. 
that page. Farming, I think it's Farmingdale, New York. Yeah. I Have you ever been there? No. Damn it. In I your know. home state. Right. And you've my, never slept in your car and no. got the time my and all life, that? If you're a New York State resident, it was like 45 bucks to play there. But it's four hours from my house. I mean, it. it growing up, I mean, I had Oak Hill, CCR, Rondequoit, Monroe, all in my backyard. I just had no reason to go sleep in my car. Okay. So before the 2000. Two was it two thousand two? Two thousand two. Tiger won there. Had yeah. you heard of Bethpage? No, but <laughs> I was fourteen. But still, yeah, but, but there the, weren't like junior events there. I don't. I don't even know if my parents had a computer in two thousand one. <laughs> no, there were no junior events there. I mean, I played a Western New York junior tour, so it was all Buffalo and Rochester. We didn't. Okay. We didn't venture down there too often. They didn't host like the New York State Junior PGA or nothing like that. I just want to know before the USGA decided to go there. It did kinda, people it, go play? Did I, I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. They did a big renovation. Yeah. And okay. All that of a sudden, Beth Page was like, this place is really cool. Prior to that renovation, back in like 01, 2000, whatever, um, it it sounds like it was more of just a muni. Yeah. People were just kind of, they enjoyed it. It was 40 bucks to play. They didn't have to sleep in a car. Hard golf course. It had, it had great character and it looked like it, looked like it had some potential. And then somebody decided to pump a bunch of money into it, and I guess the state, yeah. Mm. And and if you don't know, it's a it's a uh, public track, and you go and you basically line up whenever. Yep. A lot of people end up sleeping in their car, I, and then I've you had just a few friends that have done it. You just go and check in at the starter hut at yeah. what six a.m. five yeah. a.m. and get a number, and you just get assigned, and you just go play. Mm. You don't know when you're going to tee it off. It's very random. I wish I had of. I just, I guess I didn't care that much. Of all the of all the golf trips, I thought that you would do. It, it is pretty amazing I going mean, and and sleeping in your car and um, looking back on it. I really wish I had of. I mean, I I did stupider stuff in my youth. Like I, Duffner was in the mix one year at Peak and Peak in a web event, and me and my buddy Brian Mensch, who I've talked about in this podcast before, he's the one that I got in a fight with on the golf course. Yeah. Okay. We were watching uh, Golf Channel Saturday night and saw Duff was in the mix of this peak and peak event on the. It was by that comp tour at the time, and we got in my Oldsmobile Aurora and just drove down there. And How far was that? Like three and a half, four hours. Yeah, but you never drove to never drove Beth to Page. Beth Page. <laughs> Spent the night in your car, right? But we went to go watch people. <laughs> we do Man. that. I mean, I I drove down to watch my buddy play in the USAM at Wingfoot, which, which is not far from Beth Page. I don't know. I did a lot more stupid things for other people. Well, I, I wish I had of do uh, something for yourself sometime. Yeah, I should. Well, as I mentioned, it's hope it, it's hosted, hosted the 2002 and 2009 U.S. Opens, won by Tiger Woods, Lucas Man, Glover. That's your guy this year, by the way. I know. I'm. We'll get into that. And then it also hosted the Barclays in 2012 and 2016, and Patrick Reed and Nick Watney won. Didn't play as Nick tough Watney? there. Nick Watney won. What year? The Barclays. 16? No, I think 12. 12. Yeah, it makes more sense. And um, it's almost 7,500 yards par 70. Dude, is that just a public? I mean, they're not playing that yardage, are they? Who? The golfers? The, the PGA this week. They're not playing 7,500 yards. That's a big number. I mean, that's about average for them. But not, I don't, not I don't, in these conditions. you got to match the course, the conditions a little and bit. And we did talk about that, and I, I've heard that 
um, a couple times on the radio just listening to the the on uh, Sirius XM them talking about you know they them changing this date to May is great, but they they were also said the same thing you said last week is like they changed the date and then they were like. Uh oh, we gotta go to New York in yeah, May. Yeah, I mean they're talking fifties up there, dude. It was I was talking to Richard today, my buddy Richard Hinman. Forty four degrees and raining in Rochester, which is the same little line. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do. No, but well, so as far as the yardage, I mean that's what the sign is on every hole. Now they'll move some of the par threes around. They'll move the par. Maybe some of the par fours, if they, I think if they think they're gonna play really when, long. When but, you're watching it and they they come up on TV and they're like, "This is 490." Do you just take take that as it is, or do you? I I always second guess it, based on knowing the sign yardage. The sign's always from like the back of the box. They never actually go to that, you know. Right. I I I, I think the yardages are inflated a little bit. Oh, they absolutely inflate yeah. the yardages, but it's a long course. Yeah, it's a beast. And they, like you said, it's cold and it's been raining up there. Mm-hmm. It's going to play long. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've seen some pictures that fairways look tight. So they have the New York State Open there every year. And uh, our friend Trevor played in it. Sluman. Yep, Trevor Sluman. And was doing pretty well one year. My dad actually caddied for him. He finished like top 15, I think, maybe top 10. Um, he's, he said the same thing. He's like, listen, you stand up on a tee box and it's like a 500 yard par four and you got to hit it down a bowling alley. And if you don't hit in the fairway, you're laying up. And my, I got another friend that made the, made that New York state open one year. There's a couple of carries that are like 250 to carry. I remember the that. Yeah. Wasn't it the 09 US open? There were a couple of people that couldn't reach the It may have been 02, like, like, like 11 Garrick. or like 11 or 12. I think guys couldn't get to couldn't the fairway to on the, the par fairway. five. No, uh, yeah. Maybe a par four. And I think it was 12, which is maybe a par five. Yeah. I mean, going to be interesting. Only two par fives. I did, um, when it played, when it was the U.S. Open, both times it played as the toughest course on tour those years. Really? Do you, I mean, do you think that it's going to play more like a U.S. Open or like a PGA? You know, the PGA, there's a little better scoring. Right. And the U.S. Open's it, uh, its own animal. The, I mean, my take on it, even if it plays really long, if it's soft, those guys will score well. Yeah. Or not not well, but, I mean, I'm talking 8 to 10 under. I, I can't think the scoring is much different than what it would have been in 09 or 02. Similar time of year. I mean, we're, we're two weeks away from That's true. when it would have been normally. Norm- the PGA was always in August. So that plays into the Northeast. It's always firmer and warmer. The ball goes further. I think this is going to be more like a U.S. Open. I mean, the grass is wet. It's always thick this time of year. It hasn't gotten a chance to thin out up up in the north. No, I mean, you can't cut it short enough. The ball still sits down. It's still getting grabbed grabbed around. It's it's not easy. I tell you what, I didn't realize that they have Poana greens up there. Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah, most most of the greens are pro. Polo. It's different. It's different than Pebble. Like Pebble, the you see it and it like hops, hops, hops. These are like quick polo because they they're able to like cut them down because they still got the bent in it. It's basically because people go and travel. It's insane. It's like an invasive species. 
It get the, yeah, Poe gets on your shoes. Yeah, they, the seed. It can travel yeah. with you to another golf course, and it's yeah. it's like an infection. Mm-hmm. That's how it got explained to me. Yeah. Where'd you hear that? I can't remember that. I remember yeah. in college. Yeah, that's how Monroe is. Monroe is like all Poe now. And D- it, it didn't used to be? Mm-mm. Monroe was always bent. Like, when I was growing up, Monroe was bent. And really? Yeah. And then Oak Hill, because so many people travel into Oak Hill and everything. They started getting the polo from the seeds, and then people would leave Oak Hill and come to Monroe, and then... First time that I remember playing Poana, um, was it the East Regional? I think my sophomore year, we went to Yale, Yale and University. They were Poana. And Could you spell polo? It's P-O-A. I think it's A-N-N-U-A. Good job. Poanua. Poanua. It's a, yeah, it's like Poenua. Yeah. But it, wow. That was impressive. I, I threw you on the spot there. <laughs> that was like me pronouncing something. I'm a pretty good speller. Yeah. Won the spelling bee one year in like sixth or seventh grade. Um, so, but you know who also puts Poana well? Or Tiger Woods. Yeah. Pebble. Pebble. Tori. Now you said it is a little different, Poana, but still. They're able to manage a little bit better. It doesn't get as slow and as long. You can kind of, you can be more aggressive with it. I didn't realize you were such an expert on Poe. Well, for two years at Auburn, uh, I mean, I get it now. I with... studied turf grass management. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to your mom. That's what you did for two years. <laughs> we were talking about that this week in my uh, little two-year <laughs> vacation. She had no clue that my second year at Auburn, I was part-time student. Turf grass management. Yeah. Agronomy and soils. That's unbelievable. I could have stuck. I mean, people in my program were getting into like the USGA. They were doing internships at the US Open. But then you never would have been here and we never would have everything, started a podcast. Everything happens for a reason. It's insane. Insane. No, I mean, okay, so back to back yeah, to the let's PGA. Backtrack here. What uh I mean, who do you like this week? I mean, the the big guys are getting a lot of the a lot of the attention. You got Brooke Kapka, hard to argue against him right now. Rory, I don't think is getting as much draws. Yeah, Rory is Rory is not he, as he, talked about right yeah, now. Yeah, he's flying a little under the radar. And I would think this place. I mean, talk about somebody driving it well, and then hold on. Can we talk about Rory real quick? Sure. Do you know the last time he won a major? Eleven. 14. 14? It's been five, almost five years. When, what did, did he win 11 the, U.S. Open? At Congressional, yeah. I think maybe 12. People, wow, he hasn't won since 14. Was I think it was the British. Okay. When he won, uh, you know, when he went on that little bit of run. How about the fact that he actually won a, a major in 2011? Is yeah. he even 30? He just turned 30? Yeah. And he's been winning majors since 2011 and hasn't won one since... He hasn't won since 2014. It's crazy to... What are you doing, Rory? Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah, he won the... Sorry, he won the Open in 2014 and the PGA. PGA in 2014. I think that was at Kiowa. Yeah, yeah. That's his last win. Sorry, no, that was Valhalla. That's when he was blowing things away. 2012 was... 2012 was Kiowa. 2014 was Valhalla. So he won the uh, 2011 U.S. Open, the 2012 PGA, 14 Open, 
and 14 PGA. But he's not won since the 2014 PGA. So he's gone 15, 16, 17, 18. So 4, 16, that will be 17 majors straight now that he has not won, which is just hard to believe. It is, but at the same time, I don't think his uh, his attention was really there. I mean, yeah, he, now he, he was he was hurt a couple he, times. He was hurt. He's he's always been pretty vocal about. Not that he didn't care, but I mean, he he's been kind of one of those guys. It's like you know what I've got everything. What do I need? Whatever. I'm playing golf and having fun with it. Yeah, he's never. He's been, very open. Yeah, he's never been driven by the winds. I mean, I feel like he's been refocused a little bit. And I I picked him for the Masters the whole Mm -hmm. early. And it's all because he's transitioned this year. It it seemed like he kind of rechecked back in and was like, I'm pretty good. I can make an impact here. But then he just, he finishes 21st at the Masters. Yeah. Just never. It was very blah. Was never into it. Never into it. Um, Tiger Woods. Is he the man to beat this week? You see what Dustin Johnson said today? They, <laughs> what? They asked him in his press conference. They go, DJ, is Tiger the man to beat this week? And Dustin goes, well, I think whoever plays the best is who's to beat. <laughs> Duh. Oh, do you see Brooks Kepka's comment? Yeah. About majors being easy to win? Yeah, he, he's eliminated like 80% of the people. He said, and- he said there are 156 guys, just a numbers game. And they're like, what do you mean? He said, well, 80 of the guys I'm just going to beat. <laughs> half of those other 80 are not going to play well. Uh, the other half can't handle the pressure. So come Sunday, I don't have to beat but a handful of guys. I'm like, wow. Can you argue with them? No. I wish right somebody now, pressed, no. with, pressed him, like, who are those handful of guys? <laughs> Does he have them in mind? Is it like Tiger? I wish they'd ask him to name the 80 people he knows he's going to beat. I could probably name those. <laughs> Uh, I mean, well, we do have... Uh, how much do you buy into how far you've got to hit it here, though? I don't know, because... I mean, 2000... I, I, I mean, Tiger... Lucas Glover in 2009, he's just a ball striker. Right. Well, that, that that's kind of where I'm trying to go here. Like, are we putting too much emphasis on how far these guys are hitting it? Because I feel like every guy at the PGA Tour hits it really far. Yeah. Like, Brendan Todd hits it really far. Pat Perez hits it really far. Jason Duffner, I don't care what you say, he hits it really far. I mean, you get to a point. I mean, the guys, at the end of the day, all the guys hit it well enough to win. Right. The, so, the Bombers do have an advantage just because they're going to hit it, it farther. It makes it easier. But but they're also good. They have a better chance. I mean, when we talked to Nick uh, Kiefer... From he was talking about how the grid gets smaller because of the swing speed, their fairways get smaller because of their speed. That rough isn't getting any thinner at 320 yards. I'm telling you, another guy that that hadn't been talked about and won't be is Molinari. Yeah, Francesco. They've, I mean, they've, they've thrown him out. Should have won the Masters. I don't even know if he had a press conference. <laughs> Probably not. Why would he? And we actually, uh, I tried to line up our friend, a friend of mine, John Dever. He's the uh, PR director of the PGA and my uncle's best friend. He was the guy in the blue introducing all these guys in the press conferences, Tiger and DJ and Brooks. He uh, he told us that 
he couldn't come on because it might be dangerous. I, I don't know what kind of research they did in the auto press, but one of the questions I was going to ask him was how they line these guys up. And I mean, we hadn't seen Francesco come through. Maybe he came through later today. I've got it recorded. Did but they give? Did Brooks have a press conference? He did. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be good. Brooks had a press conference. He actually had a lot of personality. He, he was up there for 20, 25 minutes. Think about this with Brooks. Him and Spieth have the same number of majors. Yeah. It was. They asked Dustin Johnson about that. They go. They go. Brooks seems to show up for majors. What do you think about him? He goes. Well, he's won more majors and he's won tournaments. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to believe DJ's, that DJ's won over twenty tournaments and one major. And Brooks has won three majors and one tournament. I think. Yeah. Did he win the Byron Nelson last year? No, he won like the. Uh, what did he win? I have to look, but he's won. I feel like he's won one tournament. Yeah, on El Cabrera, on El Cabrera. But I'm I'm always amazed when you start looking at the field of of the guys that you look and you're like, it wouldn't surprise me if any of these guys won. With Justin Rose, Molinari, Rom, Fowler, Fleetwood. With all these names, I mean, these these guys are all pretty prominent names. The the PGA, I feel, has always been kind of a first-timer thing and somebody out of the nowhere. I mean, you got, like, David Toms winning a major. Well, Keegan some, Bradley, Duffner. Um, some of the guys, it, it ends up being, a uh, like, a culmination of a lot of things. Like, Duffner had played very well leading up to his win, so it didn't surprise you. Yeah. David Toms, I remember, had been playing very well. It just happened, but you do get a lot of – First-time guys, I think, because you're not at a venue that that a lot of guys have been to for a while. Like, the PGA would go to Valhalla. So, does that make a difference that they've played playoff events as recent as 2016? I think that makes a difference. I think that allows more guys to have a chance. Yeah. What about the fact that maybe we have, like, 100 of the top 100 players here? Outside just just the Thomas strongest field. Withdrew. Oh well, yeah. But outside of that, I mean, that if he hadn't withdrawn, I think it would have been the first time ever we would have had the top one hundred players in a tournament. Yeah, definitely the the strongest field. I mean, you get that going, and we talk about the Masters, how few players can actually win it. The U.S. Open, you got guys that have won twice on tour, like Patton couldn't get into it. I mean, it just it just speaks to how deep the golf fields are. I, I, you know, you know, people keep talking about how well you got to drive this week. And you asked me who I like this week. I'm looking at guys like a Jason Cockrack, who's had a pretty strong year, drives it far, um, made a lot of cuts. He's been in contention here and there. Doesn't seem like he gets phased by much. I, I feel like Jason Cockrack might have one of those breakthrough, breakthrough weeks where he kind of gets it going. I mean, you do have – well, that's what I'm saying. When you get these deep fields with yeah. – so now you're going to have 99 of the top 100 guys. All 99 of those guys could win the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even into the other guys. I think the only guys that aren't going to win are the guys who fold shirts the rest of the year. Right. So I there's mean, the, 20 the club guys. Pros. 20, those guys are not going to so win. There's they 20 just, guys. They just can't compete. No. And nobody's asking them to. Does the club pro make the cut? We had one last year, I think. 
I don't know. I think this golf course may yeah, be too difficult. Page too much. Unless you, unless Mike Small's playing. He's playing the, next week in Rochester. Who is the Illinois golf coach? Who's a yeah. who's a baller? Yeah, he's, unless I, he's playing. No. I think he's actually coaching the regional. We didn't even talk about the regional, by the way. Spencer Ralston leading tied the for regional. first, yeah. heading into the final day. Let's, we, we had a bunch of stuff going on. Auburn, Georgia is leading the. Uh, Athens Regional, Auburn's leading the Louisville Regional. Mm-hmm. Auburn's beating up on Oklahoma State. Number one team ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got – I mean, college golf is, is full season. It's a good place this week, golfstat.com. Check it out. Outside of uh, college golf, let's, let's reel back real quick to PGA Championship. Tiger Woods, we talked about briefly being a major factor this week. Have you seen the news about this uh, lawsuit? No. You haven't seen this? So, a former bartender from his uh, restaurant, the Woods Jupiter, you saw this? No. No, I'm just shaking my head. I'm just disappointed. Oh. So, apparently back in December, a guy who was working at the Woods Jupiter as a bartender, he uh, stuck around after his shift and hung out for like three or four hours just boozing, got pretty drunk, drove home, crashed, killed himself. Single car accident, point two five six. Um, BAC. BAC, yeah. yeah. The family is suing Tiger and his girlfriend for wrongful death because apparently they knew that he was a habitual drinker. They let him leave, whatever. I mean, it just came out this... It happened December 10th. Tiger was in Australia, I think, when it happened. But like three nights before Tiger... So are they suing the restaurant? No, they're, they're suing Tiger and Erica Herman. Oh, not not the restaurant because they're the she's the manager and he's the owner. Nah, they're they're they're, but I don't mean to. I mean it's it's terrible what happened. Tiger was asked about it in the press conference and he handled it okay. He was today like, he was he was yeah today. I mean it, this came out last night. And they asked Tiger today and he's like you know it's it's terrible what happened to Nick. The guy's name was Nick, and it, it it's just kind of a weird situation because. Uh, Apparently, the guy had been a habitual drinker, then everybody knew about it. There had been times previous where they had called his family to pick him up from the place here and there. What I don't get, I mean, something that happens is terrible. I get it. And this might be insensitive, but there comes a point to where you've got to take an ownership and responsibility for things that happen. If you're going to sue these people for wrongfully... Um, being responsible for letting him leave the place. How about your responsibility knowing he was an alcoholic, letting him work as a bartender? Yeah, well... I don't know. You can sue anybody for anything. I just think about, like, what my parents would do. If I end up in that situation, my parents would be like, you know what, this is pretty embarrassing. JP's a loser. We're we're just kind of move past this. You know, thanks for giving him a job. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know why... I get that they want it to be a story. I don't even know why you asked Tiger about that today. Well, it just came out last night. They they just like pressed the charges. Uh, yeah, he he didn't seem that too concerned about it. Another Tiger thing. How about the fact that he's sleeping on his yacht this week? He's that's got, awesome. He's got that thing parked here. Privacy. Yeah, I love it. Do you think he just has a full time? 
and we're going to get back to Tiger driving stuff. He definitely has a full-time person driving his boat. Driving his boat? Yes. Full-time person? Hold on. I got to I got to find out something Patton sent me the other day. I'm 100%. So he's just got he's just paying Tiger's a, he, not he, driving. He's his just boat. paying a full time captain to drive his boat around. Like like what's he doing? He's yes not? yes. Because I know other people oh, this was, this that have was. boats that are a lot smaller than that that have to you have to hire full time captains. Yeah, like insurance companies will make you hire a captain. Do that you have is any clients licensed. that have to hire a captain? A couple. You do. That's why I know. Jeez, because if. You're if, rolling in it, dude. <laughs> if the Man. if the boat's a certain size, it you have to be. You're dealing with these types of boats with your insurance policies. Uh, occasionally. Wow. You said a couple. I mean, <laughs> I mean a couple. Wow. Can I can reference them? But We're not going to ask for names. That's, no, I can't do that. Can't do that. But yes, so Tiger has well a full time captain. Patton had sent me. I don't know why he's been doing this to me, and I I appreciate it. Don't stop, Patton. He sent me like three messages in the past week through Twitter, direct message. One of them was, I live for a tiger doing normal people stuff. And it was tiger crossing the road. Okay. And I, I saw think, that. I think that was in reference to me uh, thinking tiger didn't drive a car. The other two were you thinking bad every. The one of them being you didn't think he put on his pants one leg at a time. Somebody puts on tiger's pants. <laughs> I get it. He pays somebody to drive his car or drive his boat up the coast. He doesn't have time to deal with that. He he doesn't know how to drive that boat. You see how big that thing is? <laughs> it's bigger than it's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right. Well, okay. Who are your picks this week? My picks this week. Um, I mean, I, I I picked Cockrack already. I got Tiger. I actually went with your buddy, not your buddy, but your guy Glover. Lucas um, Glover is a is a good pick. You know who I think's a sneaky under the radar guy, Keegan Bradley. I think really, Keegan, I think Keegan Bradley drives it really well. He's won the PGA before. He's had a good good year over the past, I guess, year. <laughs> He's had a good year over the year. Good year over the past year. I, I said Rory earlier, and uh, I I I haven't bought into him completely, but. I'm going to go with John Rahm for making a move this week. Yeah, I mean, he always seems to play well. And this seems like European weather. So, John Rahm, I think, is going to be up there. I'm going to go with... Uh, Was that too many picks? That's, that's, a, that's a gaggle, but we haven't hit on a winner yet. So, if you yeah. keep throwing them out, we may hit on one. <laughs> I think uh, Bruce Kepka's a, always... Bruce? Well, that's what they keep calling him on CBS. Oh really? Bill McAtee called him that on Sun on oh, Sunday watching. He's like Bruce Kepka, well, I mean Brooks. Great. I mean they they just butcher his name all the time. But I like him. I like Molinari. And the guy that I liked at the Masters, I like Xander. Okay. I think I mean, he always he just flies under the radar. I, I don't know why, but he plays well in the big events. Um you know, won the Tournament of Champions, second at the Masters. He's only played once since the Masters. Tiger's played none. Oh, so I mean, DJ DJ's played once, maybe. Has DJ played since the Masters? Mm, probably not. He's he only played, had three events. Yeah, DJ hasn't played three weeks in a row. 
And then a guy that's played fairly well just kind of throughout the year that I think could pop at a place like this is Woodland, Gary Woodland. Dang, he was a good value pick on DraftKings, I saw. Not I saw. My my brother was texting me about some picks and gave me his login. So I was just trying to help him out a little bit. But so Gary, real quick, Gary Woodland was low-priced. Real quick, so Tiger hasn't played since the Masters. I mean, don't you think that hinders him in some way? No, I don't. No? Because he won the Masters. That's a good two-week hangover. Um, not Not from booze, just mentally like yeah a lot of things going on he never plays the week before a major i think he was just like why am i gonna go play quail hollow i can do some work at home i'm just thinking on a completely different level so you're but gonna be gone for a little bit but if you miss tuesday night golf for an entire month i mean doesn't it take you a few holes to get back in the mood of is it gonna take take tiger Nine holes. To, is he going to shoot two Maybe, over the first nine? I, so I moved here in 2016. If I had missed three or four weeks in a row back in 2016, sure, it might have impacted me because I was a rookie. Now it's 2019. I'm a little bit more experienced. I'm going to come back in July, and I'm going to be ready to go. I'm I'm going for that type of cup starting in July. Okay. So um, I think Tiger manages it well. I think that this is a good point where, like, Normally, normally I'm on board. He needs more reps. But this is such a short window between majors that it's playing right in Tiger's ideal schedule where he can just play major, 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 WGC, major, 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 WGC, yeah. you know? And I think he's fine. I, I, I don't even feel like he hasn't played, to be honest. Normally, when he hasn't teed it up, I miss it. But right now, I'm just kind of sitting there. I'm like, meh. He just won the Masters. He's prime. Yeah, I, I mean, not, I'm not, I'm not against it. Yeah, I. Th- that's just my take on it. I just, I just want to know your opinion. I'm excited for TNT to be covering it Thursday, Friday. I think they do a great job. No, I'm serious. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Stewart's giving me a look like I'm terrible. They show a lot of uncut, non-commercial coverage and early round stuff. And you get Amanda Bellionis on there. I think they get Vern. On TNT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. TNT and I guess CBS are they owned by CBS, they're, maybe? They're, they're or... basically the same. And then the weekend coverage is going to be great. I mean... Oh, man. I, 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 might just, I'm, I might just leave on Friday and just drive up to Bethpage. I think you should. Caddying the Senior PGA next week. Ooh. We didn't even talk about that. Um... Well, you can, gonna, you can gonna, fill us in next week. It's going to sure. be a call-in next week. So. I have to sit in this room by myself and yeah. talk to you on the phone. We can FaceTime. Well. I don't uh, know if that'll show up well. Probably not. <laughs> Sorry, we can eventually get a YouTube. going to be on your phone for a while. I'm, I'm out for like four weeks. Man, I need to call in some uh, I need to call in some, some people to co-host with me so we can talk to you. Trent Brown, he's ready. Trent's ready? Wags. Wags, Wags is the radio Wags voice. Would be a great, Wags would be a great, great host of a TV sh- or a radio yeah. show, yeah, podcast, whatever. All right, all right. Well, we will. Uh, we'll be back next week. JPLB from uh, live from Oak Hill, live from Oak Hill on Tuesday. Senior PGA, well, boots do, on the ground. Do we have our picks cemented in. Well, I mean, you can always change it. 
You know, I had Tiger in my list, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody knows that. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the PGA. We'll catch up with y'all.